Now, what is most alarming about your discovery of the Western Cape's N1 and N2 e-toll processes? I think the first thing is we're concerned that it was kept secret for so long and that Sunrail tried to keep it secret uh, from the public. And now that it's out in the open, which I'm very pleased about, because now we can see just what they were, were working with, um, those, the, the level of the tolls is, is enormous. And the effect that that's going to have uh, on the economy of the Western Cape um, is, is tremendous. The exporters, um, the agricultural exports, uh, fruit and, and wine, I mean, transporting that to the, to, to the docks is going to be um, much more expensive. Commuters are going to have to pay a lot more. Um, the general public are going to pay more because it's going to increase the, the cost of living in, in the Western Cape because deliveries are going to be going to be more expensive. So we're really concerned that the the, the the tolls, if they are put in at that level, are going to detrimentally affect the Western Cape economy. Now, have you had opportunity to engage with Sanrail on this? No, unfortunately not. Um, we have tried to engage with Sanrail a number of times, and we haven't been able to engage with them for the last two years. Uh, we used to be able to talk to them, but um, they've gone very quiet. We're hoping now that it's in the open. We will be able to get around the table with them and talk to them. Uh, and I think that they, they should be coming down to Cape Town and sitting around with the major players here. Uh, and let's start again uh, with a clean sheet and say, what, is, what do we really need um, in the Western Cape? What is feasible and what is economical? Uh, and let's try and get it forward together. Now, given your concerns, uh, where to from here? What are you going to do? I think we're going to try and engage with Sanra from here. Uh, and let's see where we can take this forward. Because we, we, really, we, we can't go ahead on the basis of that, that they have already uh, made, made public um, with that level of, of, of toll tariff. Um, and the way that it was done, um, that concerns us a lot because Sanrail have always said they have consulted with everybody in Cape Town, they've consulted extensively. Well, that's not true. Uh, and I think that uh, what we've seen now is that the credibility is in tatters. Well, uh, we're going to leave it there for now. Um, That was Chairperson of the Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Peter Hugo. Meanwhile, the South African National Roads Agency has denied reports that toll tariffs for the proposed N1 and N2 Winelands toll roads in the Western Cape have been set. And to talk to us about this, we're joined on the line now by Sandrail spokesperson, Vusi Mona. Thanks for your time as well, Mr. Mona. Thank you. Thank you, Sakina. Good morning to you and your listeners. Now, Mr. Mona, media reports indicate that Cape Town motorists could pay toll tariffs uh, that is uh, three times more than what Gauteng motorists are paying. What is your response to these reports? Well, first of all, you know, we cannot compare apples to bananas. Uh, there are motorists in central hands in the northwest who are paying 76 cents. The cost of construction can be the same for all roads. And it depends on what you're going to do. For an example, this, in Houting, uh, you may find that on a, on that stretch of road, we didn't have to do as much as we're going to do in Cape Town. So it depends on the work that you're going to do on that stretch of road. If you're going to build bridges, and on another stretch, you're not going to build bridges, obviously the cost is going to be there.
And um, again, you know, this came up uh, during uh, the Gauteng uh, process, uh, Mr. Hugo there alleging that, again, um, Sandral has not consulted and uh, not consulted adequately, perhaps, with the people in the Western Cape. What's your response to that? No, Sandral did consult. Uh, I think Mr. Hugo is misleading the public. Uh, before a close vote uh, is declared, even EIA process, that we have to go through. That is the question. But even the intent to call, we put up notices and invite the public to comment. What tends to happen in South Africa is that when people have missed deadlines or people were busy making money and not worrying about the issues of participatory democracy and the horse falls out of the stable, people come back and say, we were not consulted. So we saw what happened in Gauteng regarding that consultation process. And um, is it likely that we are going to see that same process repeat itself in the Western Cape? I don't know, Fakina. I can't speculate about how people are going to react. But I do need to emphasize that the notion that we haven't consulted is misleading. In Gauteng, there are six court judgments, which the very people who are hailing the Supreme Court of Appeal on Monday, disrespected to those decisions. They are now, and we've accepted the Supreme Court of Appeal because we respect the rule of law. Even if decisions have gone against us, we respect the decisions of the judiciary. I can't say the same about our detractors and critics who, after seven courts and more than 20 judges, including the highest court in the land, ruled in favor of Sandler, ruled that there was sufficient consultation People were not prepared to accept that judgment. And these are the same Democrats who today want to lecture Sandra about democracy. Now, uh, there's also talk around uh, the uh, Protea Parkways Consortium, the company that was awarded the tender by Sandral to do the work. Now, it is said that they are expecting about 48 billion rand in toll revenue during the concession period. Now, uh, what I think is more disturbing is uh, something that has been raised, saying that um, Sandral will probably have to divert public funds um, to make up for PPC's expected revenue shortfall um, should the tariff be set at less than a certain amount. Can you talk to us about that? Yes, Sakina. We probably haven't done a good job in educating the public, including the city of Cape Town, about how tolling works. Uh, Number one, there is no contract that has been awarded. I must correct that because you've said in your question you've awarded uh, this consultation. It is a preferred bidder. And there's a world of difference between a preferred bidder and a contract awardee. There's no contract that has been awarded. Uh, <clears throat> secondly, the issue of the 48 billion. Again, there seems to be a basic misunderstanding of concepts here between profits and revenue. Uh, 48 billion is what is going to be collected. That is not uh, profit. Because that road, uh, whoever ultimately wins the contract. They have to go to the market, borrow money, because that's the whole notion or idea behind the triple T. Government basically says, let us shift the risk to the private sector. Private sector lays out capital. Right? They need a return on investment. If they've borrowed the money, they need to go and repay that money. So they may collect $48 billion, 
but you will find that they make two billion rands profit. I don't know how much profit they're going to make, but mm-hmm. they must repay the 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 the, 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 the debt that they have raised. Critically, the burden to maintain the road shifts to them for the concession period. They must maintain the road. And maintaining roads is very expensive. In South Africa today, we have a, a backlog of 197 billion rands on maintenance on our roads nationally. Right? So it's quite a, an expensive uh, affair exercise. Mm. Uh, and then the third one about us subsidizing the consortium. I must tell you, Sakina, that as a matter of business practice, Sandra does not guarantee uh, traffic, does not guarantee profit. Otherwise, that defeats the whole purpose behind the Triple P. But is the there a reimbursement clause can, in can the concession I, can contract? Can, can I just finish? It is their risk, the private sector. If they make a loss, sorry, <laughs> we're not going to subsidize profits, we're not going to guarantee uh, uh, profit. As a matter of fact, the only toll gate in South Africa where traffic has been guaranteed and, and, and revenue has been guaranteed is Chapman's Peak, which is run by the Western Cape government. We don't guarantee traffic. Mm. And, and Mr. Mona, it's, it's the Western Cape government that does that with Chapman's Peak. We are out of time and um, you know, we've overrun, but is there a reimbursement clause? Right? We want to get the best deal. So whatever people propose, it's not a given.